something to say or have ideas for the show, tweet at songdancepod or email songdancepod at gmail.com. Let us know how we are doing. It's the Song and Dance Podcast with Michael and Rachel. We just got done with the 2007 Junior Eurovision documentary. Yep. Sounds like Teen Spirit, a popumentary. Yes, a popumentary. Uh, I. New words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been a busy week. We also watched the 2007 Junior Eurovision. And then we watched the yeah we watched the Dutch national final for this year's junior Eurovision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, junior Eurovision is well on their way. There's like, unfortunately, there's like thirteen countries, so it's not a lot to look forward to in terms of national finals because most of them are now like internally selecting. Or like the the stream to, to uh, get their uh, national final or on their kids their kids channel, which is much more harder to get um, or have access to if you don't know the exact um, children's channel. Well, we've always sort of made do with what finals leading up to the the actual international final yeah so i guess we'll just have to do the same and then hop on youtube whenever a new song is released oh yeah <laughs> um what did you think about the the uh, dutch national final um it was interesting to watch uh there were only three uh yeah there were only um, three acts that, well, i guess one had to drop out right before the final yep um, and it was the only solo act, which would have been interesting to contrast with, you know, duos or groups of three or four. Yeah, she, yeah, you're, you're right. She was the only uh, the only solo act, and I did not realize that there's all three acts are groups or duos. Mm-hmm. I mean, the songs were interesting. Some of them seemed, uh, I guess, generic sort of Eurovision yeah. songs, like the the thematic sort of stuff all it all seemed to be based in like friendship and well that's like yeah i was gonna say like it's pure junior year where it's all about friendship and how we can be better as friends and yeah well i i there wasn't even one like let's change the world like (laughs) type of thing true but like because we usually get a climate change entry Last year, the Dutch um, song was not about climate change. That's always the Eastern European countries. Oh, I hadn't really picked up on that pattern. Yeah, it just I just it just occurred to me now. So yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, it was interesting. You got to spend a little bit more time sitting with the songs because there were only three. <laughs> um. Like they were able to replay the segments, and you got more time with the actual performers as yeah. well. I mean, it all seemed kind of standard, though. <laughs> like, there wasn't anything that, like, made me sit up and take notice. The songs were fairly, like, calculated to be Euro, uh, junior Eurovision songs. Yeah. So, I mean, it'll be interesting. They're, like, solid. I mean, it, I mean, they were all sort of solid yeah. middle-of-the-road entries. 
And the winner was Unity, which I sort of called, but wasn't totally happy with. Because <laughs> um, as soon as I heard their song, I was like, this is the most, like, the epitome of the Junior Year Vision song. Yeah. And it, particularly in this time where, like, everything's up in the air, I could see countries just wanting to play it safe. Yeah. Which makes me a little bit worried that we might see just a, a lineup of songs that sound an awful lot alike. But we'll have to see. Maybe somebody will go totally rogue and send something interesting and different only heard like two entries um i know russia and some other country chose their entry and i'm pretty sure they're like ballots or like climate change stuff okay i mean that doesn't sound particularly different at this point but i haven't actually heard any other songs besides yeah you know no yeah uh i am in the same boat as you um we can go more into depth in our uh, junior Eurovision preview episode or review episode. Um, but what would you give Unity out of 10? I mean, that's tough because I did not rank them in 10 and it was, it's been a whole week. Um, no, wait, it's been a whole day. What yeah. the hell? <laughs> uh, my brain. Time is very fluid right now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I thought the performance was pretty solid. I, I, but it really just struck me as sort of middle of the road generic y. So, and so I'm inclined to give it like a seven. <laughs> like, yeah. It's really hard. I also didn't have a lot to compare it to, so I couldn't wait too far. True. But I, I liked uh, Jackie and, is it Janae? I think so. Yeah, I liked theirs a lot better. It was a, like a duet, a slow ballad. Yeah. Um, and I just thought overall their performance was much more solid. So yeah, I, I'd be a solid like seven on <laughs> Unity. I, but I could see actually my score dropping depending on how it sort of ranks with other songs. The other 12 countries, yeah. Right. Okay, uh, enough about uh, this year's Junior Year because Yeah, uh, we are going back to 2007. Before we get into the documentary, what did you think about the 2007 contest as a whole? I mean, it was interesting. In some ways, it was the most like Eurovision, like the adult Eurovision, than any of the junior ones that I've seen so far. Now, granted, that's not a lot. You only saw like two (laughs) or like one. Yeah, so it, it... but. Like, the, this past year's Junior Eurovision was incredibly polished yeah. and um, didn't really have a lot of gimmicks and things like that. Like, there was a, a variety in 2007 that I hadn't seen yeah. um, thus far. Not to say that it doesn't happen, because, you know, I'm still getting started with Junior Eurovision. I mean, as you may know if you're a repeat listener, <laughs> I have a hard time with the 2000s. <laughs> It was a hectic, weird time, and it's not my favorite time for music. But there were like some really solid performances. Um, I mean, I, it was an enjoyable watch, more so than some of the early two thousands regular Eurovisions that we watched. True. Like, <laughs> I mean, I would definitely say like it's it's an okay year if you're just looking for something to watch. Um, my overall impression was though that there's a lot of like sort of. Eh, meh songs and then like a small handful of like really solid like mainstream sounding songs yeah now back to the 
Popper mentry. How did we, because we watched the the contest first, then when we went on to the junior um the the uh pop the documentary. Um, so how do you think the documentary did the contest in a good light or a bad light or? Um. <laughs> I struggled a bit with this documentary. Now, I will say it's a good thing I watched the contest first. Yeah. Because I definitely could see myself being influenced by the end of the documentary just because I had more time to spend with the performers and the songs. Um, I, I, I think it tried really hard to present it in a positive light. Yeah. At the same time, having seen the actual like finals what we got was extremely limited. Um, yeah, we only had, uh, they followed like three, four countries. Yeah. Um, and while, while it was interesting to get more in depth on these, I would have appreciated more information in general because it, it, the scope of it was essentially the broad history of junior Eurovision. And then the, the story of like these, particular performers yeah and i can understand maybe that their hands were tied as far as like getting everyone to participate because one they might have to travel to different countries parents maybe like might not be interested in allowing access to the kids or things like that um but it it felt like a lot the performers that they selected were all sort of middle of the road like not quite the best yeah um and then they 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 had a, uh, I wouldn't say tragic, but they had a backstory to them. And also, uh, the four countries they followed, except Georgia, they spoke pretty good English. Yeah. For the age. Mm-hmm. I mean, so yeah, it's, I would have been interested to know more, like, why those particular performers were oh, yeah. selected, because it might have been interesting to follow, like, one of like the winner Belarus or like um, like one of the lowest scorers like uh, Greece who got last place right to, just to see the difference um, in those and sort of like talk about like ranking and things like that because I still felt like a lot of it was a mystery yeah like, the function of the contest um, so it it was very centered around the human story in some ways I almost thought like some of the information they shared was kind of inappropriate and I wonder <laughs> if those kids will regret it one day. Um, (laughs) I mean, and not to say like if they could be fine with it, but there's some stuff in there where I was like, well, that girl's best friend, like basically got doxxed for cheat, like cheating with this girl's boyfriend. Like there's things like that where I was like, oh, yeah, maybe it's anonymous enough that it's fine and maybe nobody cares. But, you know, there there's some information in some threads like this like depressing footage about this girl who wasn't sure if her dad would even be watching because he abandoned their family and stuff like that. And it's all fine to include that, but nothing was really treated with any gravity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like nothing was ever treated as serious and weighted in a way where you could see information, what information was important. Um, Yeah, it was, all over the place, if you ask me. Um, and then I agree with you that, like, some of the um, 
information was it was irrelevant to the cause. Yeah, just like the first person they had on was that girl from uh, Belgium um, who did not win the uh, national final. But then she was like, yeah, yeah, my song's about me, my boyfriend cheating on me with my best friend. And then my song's about that. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, it, there were certain things like tidbits that they dropped where I was like, why? Like, <laughs> yeah, may, maybe it goes to motivation or whatever. But it, it didn't even seem like she was upset or angry. Any like, yeah. I it, yeah, I I think she got at that point she got over it and yeah. then she was happy that she was in the Belgium national final. Mm-hmm. So her name would be everywhere in Belgium, right? But they didn't actually explore any of that. No. So I had like I had very little understanding of how like. The kids felt while they were at Eurovision <laughs> during practice and stuff yeah. like that. Aside from sort of the like, like the stuff you standard like feeling great, lots of practice. I'm meeting new people. They they went into depth with uh, Georgia. Um, oh, like yeah. she had like I I would say a mini panic ta- uh, panic attack and when she was rehearsing, but that that was it. That was yeah. Yeah. I. It just felt uneven in a way that I couldn't really. I, I, I didn't feel satisfied at the end because I didn't really feel as close to some of the people yeah. as I did to others. And it like for me, like a documentary is supposed to build like a, a fundamental understanding of some key point, And I couldn't figure out what that was <laughs> for this one. Yeah, um, I would say uh, my favorite part was a- actually near the beginning where the um, the coaches from the Belgium national final were talking about their acts and uh, the other acts, you know, mm-hmm. like which one would win. Like I, my favorite part was where, um, one of the coaches was saying like, yeah, my, my act, the, uh, the act I'm coaching is they're a good act, but they can't sing. They're, they're not singing well. So it's not, I don't, I don't think they're going to win. So. Yeah. And I think that was the only act that we got any kind of like feedback on what people in their country thought about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, aside from the fact that I think uh, one of them won or was, was fourth place. And so they sort of came back a celebrity. But, yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it was uh, Georgia's first time in junior division. So it was like, Oh, I mean, fourth place to that. I would say small countries like it's good. Yeah. And um, then they won the next year. So I, I, I'm pretty sure her uh, national hero says like went down a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say like it was interesting, but that combined with sort of their choices in visual editing, like the fact that they brought in what were sort of like black and white movies to sort of supplement and, I don't know. It it felt kind of hodgepodge. Yeah. Rather than like a focused documentary. Yeah. I mean, I, the only thing I would say, like, the production company is a uh, a uh, UK um, company. It wasn't the B. It wasn't the BBC. It was like ITV Four or something. Um, 
another channel, but um, I'm pretty sure that they did not give them that much of a budget. I um, mean, that's fair, but I think I, that how they had to go to like Georgia like multiple times. So I'm pretty sure that's where most of their Roger went went to uh, go to Georgia multiple times, mm-hmm. um, and to Cyprus. I would say if their budget was low, that's why we only got four or three. I mean, four. it's understandable, yeah. and it would be untenable to do all seventeen of the acts. <laughs> yeah, uh, like if they wanted, if they want to do it now, um, minus the uh, the global pandemic. They could do it because there's only 13, you know, there's more of the a uh, leeway of where they can go. So mm-hmm. uh, as we are, so that was uh, the Sounds Like Teen Spirit um, documentary and it's on YouTube if you want to watch it. Um, I would say if you are a, a, if you're not a big fan of like, Glow quality um, videos. Don't watch it. <laughs> um, it's only in like two forty four, so it's it's not the lowest, but it's low. Yeah. Before that, we watched the um, Junior Year Vision two thousand seven um, in in uh, the Netherlands. Um, actually, the I don't know if you know this, but the the arena they had at is the same arena that the adult Eurovision is supposed to be in. Really? Yeah. That'll be interesting. I didn't really... There was nothing particularly outstanding like in my mind about the staging. Also, um, the arena that we saw the Dutch national final is in the same arena. Huh. Yeah, I mean, it was sort of, it's kind of a generic space then, I guess. Yeah. Because I wouldn't have put those two together. But, it, I mean, it makes sense if you've got the infrastructure, you're probably going to use the same one. Yeah. Um, I mean, so we saw it, like, full, and then we saw it, like, with, they want to say, 50 people. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It was families only, I think. Was uh, cool. For, like, the, the fans and the... In the Zanzia, yeah, it was only family. Mm, yeah. Uh, like, I want to say, like, they limited to three family members. I only th- saw, like, three family members. Mm. So, I could be wrong. Um, I wasn't paying that much attention to it. But, yeah. Um, it's, I I don't care if it's the junior year vision or if say if it's semifinal or a adult year vision. We we still have the fallen segment, <laughs> so it's the uh, fallen segment. There's no Austria, so um, you know all the countries are introduced with their country name. So here we go. Remembering the fallen, Greece.
Portugal. Belgium. Cyprus. Lithuania. Malta. Netherlands. Romania. Sweden. Bulgaria. Russia. North Macedonia. Georgia. Serbia. Armenia. Remembering the Fallen. That was the Remembering the Fallen segment. Let's talk about Greece. <laughs> <laughs> because I forgot I for, 
completely forgot about that because that song just, you know, it's not good. <laughs> um, if you don't remember that, that was the one with the bright outfits. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my note was basically like, oh, they're dressed like uh, brides and off key. Yikes. <laughs> I mean, frankly, without the visuals, like, it had the potential to be an interesting song. Yeah. I just feel like either they weren't able to practice as a group or, like, something was just off about it. Yeah, I mean, they had six. Um, it's not as much as um, disorganized as, like, um, Lithuania, where it had, they had, like, it was, like, I think the max was eight at that year. Wow. So, um, it was not as this, this organized as a lesser years, but like, it would, I say it wasn't as disorganized, but like, there was something about that, the, that staging was just, it, yeah, yeah, it was poorly conceived. <laughs> like, I can sort of vaguely see what they were going for, which, was maybe girl empowerment because um, like they they tore off their bride's dresses and they were dressed more modern and, yeah but it was yeah it was very confusing and <laughs> kind of ugly <laughs> like, not well thought oh, yeah um do you do you um remember uh Ukraine's performance and what what was the um problem in the documentary I mean, she was dressed kind of like a weird, sparkly school marm. Yeah. Is is what I remember. But then she had the uh, costume change. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. It was, like, mature in all the wrong ways, I think yeah. is how I framed it, where she, like, tore off her dress. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't necessarily that the costumes themselves were risque. I mean, they were definitely cartoony. Yeah. But the, the dancing... <laughs> like the whole thing, the way that it all boiled together yeah. was sort of like vaguely inappropriate. Yeah, and, and I I did not know about Junior Eurovision then, so I I don't know if the, they were a favorite to win or if they were middle road, but the uh, public put them middle the road. So um, last one is uh, the kids that are. That were high on sugar um, from uh, the uh, four kids from Romania. See. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was sort of like like an adult song that had been turned into a kid's bop, (laughs) like a children's version. It just felt like uh, a little bit cringy, too, on the performance. Yeah. Like too much. As I said, like, it seems like that they were, uh, so high on, um, uh, sugar. Someone gave them sugar. So much sugar. Actually, I'm trying to look up the lyrics, because I, if I remember right, the lyrics are, are, like, weird. So the translation is 
I did not know that they sung so many shalalalas. Which is... <laughs> I mean, the song is called Shalala, so it... Yeah. Guess it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, say, um... Sing Shalala, Shibli Shalala, Only Shalala. It's the ideal chorus, Shalala. You will know it uh, before it ends. Well, so I feel like this was like a direct like messaging from the songwriter. <laughs> like, aren't I amazing? Shalala. <laughs> yeah, uh, for. Uh, there we go. For a little artist, for, for professionals, we rehearsed every day. We want to be, we want to succeed to charm this world with a magic song. Well, I wouldn't say it was magic. <laughs> but were you charmed? Not really. <laughs> it's like a big what? Yeah, I love the first two lines where it is like, "Hey, take a look at us." We are choice artists with undeniable talents. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what? Why, songwriter? I mean, I guess it shows off confidence, but it really was not effectively performed. Or it, yeah. the song lyrics would definitely annoy me if they were in English. I mean, you did... You did not like this, like this part. I don't know. Like, there's something about the oi oi, like, you know, <laughs> that convention where I'm like, you better have me amped when you do that, because otherwise it just makes me upset. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was so um, there was so like parts to be amped about, mm -hmm. and I know it was like in Romanian, but like even even if I was a Romanian, I wouldn't be too hyped about this song. Yeah, it, like if it had been actually solidly constructed and performed, like maybe we could have pulled off that. Yeah, no, like, but it was not. Yeah, like. You know, uh, have more complex lyrics. <laughs> Just that uh, simply, simply shalala, shalala. Yeah. Um. So, uh, that no, that was not one of our favorites. Um, but one of our favorites was um Sweden with uh now or never. Um, that's the English translation. The first. Thing. So I've been following Sweden for like years, years. So um, the one thing I I have I you know, noted about this song was this isn't typical Sweden. I mean, in some ways, it's very Sweden because it's well constructed and of the time. <laughs> like any time a song like captures like the moment, yeah, it generally does fairly well and Sweden has a knack for doing that. Yeah, I, I'm just so used to like the uh, Sweden's entries like being of course modern but like more um, pop sounding. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, this had more of a like rock vibe. So that is a little bit atypical, maybe. Yeah. But it was still like kind of that upbeat, like solid song that you'd expect. If you watched any Junior Eurovision, or if you watched the um, Eurovision movie with Will Ferrell, um, the singer from Sweden, um, this uh, uh, in Junior Eurovision, her sister actually um, was the voice for um, uh, Sigrid. Sigrid? Yes. Uh, she, uh, she was the, vo- the voice for uh, her. Um, and she she uh, came in, uh, She her sister was in junior Eurovision the year before, and she got third place. It's like, I wouldn't say it's a running joke, but like, it's like, like a little joke that um, her family, um, her family is um, very uh, musical. Um, they, they, uh, they, they dip their feet into um, music. Um, for the next one, two, um, two thousand uh, six, seven, and eight. No, uh, six, seven, and nine. All the sweet entries from um, those years were from that family. All, oh, really? yeah, there were all <laughs> there was all sisters, and um, they. Uh, so is it just these two, or are there more sisters? Yeah, there were uh, three. Okay, and so they just sort of traded off years. Yeah, that's really funny. Is there like now? I feel like there's probably like a black sheep kid in the family who like does not do music. I'm pretty sure. Um, I would say that they, I would say that they do music, but they're like a producer, but they don't sing. Maybe. Yeah. But, um, that's interesting. And it's interesting that they managed to just sort of like capture for five years. Yeah. I guess I could see why that's kind of a running joke. It'd be like, what's your family going to do this year? (laughs) Yeah. Um, actually we haven't seen the other sisters um, from 2007 and 2009 um, or yeah it's nine um, participate in um, in the Swiss national uh, final for uh, the adult year of children. I mean I guess there's always hope one day but I also feel like probably Junior Eurovision or just being in music when you're a child is similar to acting. Yeah, that was uh, Sweden. Um, in 2007, um, uh, year vision um they got uh i think 10th place or something yeah no uh sweden got uh sweden got uh eighth place so it's not bad it's not good it's well well the road yeah um being sweden i i would i would like for them to place higher especially since they came with um 
behind uh, Bulgaria and uh, Macedonia. Um, yeah, it did feel like something happened in the results. I don't know if it was because they were like, there were only a, like a small handful of songs that were like super polished. Yeah. Um, and one of them was Sweden, one of them was Belarus. So I'm wondering if maybe it was like, because Belarus was winning, people were less inclined. They were going for different options. Yeah, you know, I, it's weird because um, I think <laughs> I think it was the first, first, yeah, it was their uh, first um, time where the audience could uh, vote, could vote, um, <laughs> and as the songs were going on, um, we, because usually they have to wait until like the lines are open. But the um, lines were open from the start, so... Yeah, it would be interesting to see if that affected, like, the point distribution. Just because it was... You could immediately vote for the one you wanted, or maybe you were inclined to be more cautious. Yeah. And hold out to the end. Um, would you... Would you vote... Um, as songs were going on, if, like, Sweden's song was like, okay, you know... At, in the middle, you're like, "This is this the my song. I'm gonna vote for this." Are you, were you going to vote for this in the moment? I feel like I hold out. Yeah. I mean, I always sort of reserve my judgment. That's why sometimes the first performances get like the saddest grades. Yeah. Because I was like, it, it's got to be better than this, or I want to see how it compares to others. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that like that's. I think that was the uh, EVU's like um, reason to have like the the voting go on at the the beginning of the contest or the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's like uh, it's almost like that. Um, you know, um, it's all internet voting for the public, um, and then you can um, you can vote two days ahead of time so that's interesting yeah because you can't vote for your own country so i guess you'd have to be following actually because they don't have the uh it's all internet vote so no um if you are in like uh poland for example you can vote for poland um i think um because it's all internet voting so they don't um block out you, yeah, I guess yeah. it would be kind of impossible to prevent people from just using different IPs. Yeah. I, I think that was the uh, also the concern like last year like cuz um you can you can vote and then use a uh, VPN to uh, vote again. Right. It, it, either way, you know, you can vote 2 days in advance and then you can vote as soon as like the recap was going on. I mean, in some ways, maybe that gives them a more well-balanced, like, idea of what the actual, like, best song is. Yeah. Because there's sort of, like, the initial thing you get from, like, publicity. Like, because two days prior, would they have seen the semifinals? Um, Junior uh, Eurovision has no semifinals. Okay. So, in this case, it'd be, like, some people going in with their understanding of some of the songs. Yeah. Um, and then after having seen the entire performance. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't know about the internet voting. Um, and uh, there was some rumors that um, 
the adult version was going to go to internet voting, but I don't know if it's still in the works or if that got shut down really fast, so. Hmm. No idea. But that that's that's always a rumor after uh, Junior Division for the past, like, two years, so uh, I'm pretty sure that's just a rumor. Um, so, um, next Next up, we have um, one of one of my favorites, um, Georgia, which was the first one to go. Um, they were first um, of the night, and it was their first ever entry in the uh, junior division. Yeah, it was a bop. Yeah, you know, I was I wasn't expecting that from Georgia at all. Um, I know you haven't seen any of uh, Georgia's uh, um, winning entries because they won three times. Um, But this is my favorite um, song from Georgia. Yeah, I thought it was really well, like, like it was well made. The performance was good. Overall, really, really solid. Did uh, the the, uh, documentary, like, sway you in either way? I mean, in some ways, it made me like it a little bit more, just because I got to see some of the behind-the-scenes performance. Yeah. This one was tough, just because it was the first one I saw. Um, And so it's always hard to draw a conclusion, because it's hard to know how strong the other performances were. But I did like the outfits. The costuming was really good. Um, I don't know. Just overall, it was solid. Yeah, um, I I watched the documentary like years ago, um, when I first found out about it. and I think I first watched it in like two thousand nine. That's too long. Um, I did not. I realized how much it meant her um, because he she appreciated like referencing Georgia more than like the the Belgium or like the. Bulgaria entry. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, she she knew what the contest would would do for um, Georgia. Mm-hmm. And even though she's not, she wasn't like, oh, I, I need to get, I need to get a good place for Georgia. She was like, Georgia is already already in. So I just personally, I want to get a top five, but. Eh. Yeah, and she made it. Yeah, she she was like more one of the more um, level headed. Mm-hmm. If you to compare the four, like she was the one of the most level headed. Like okay, I'm just here. Yeah, but yeah, I, it was definitely enjoyable. Yeah, catchy. Uh, yeah, oh, very uh, very catchy. <laughs> I really love the claps in the chorus. <laughs> yeah, it, just because you enjoy a good like punctuation. Yeah, you know, it makes you want to clap along. You know. Yeah, better than oi, oi, whatever. <laughs> I can't even do that sound. Ugh. Yeah, it's. I would say, yeah, it's so much better. It is, yeah, it, it's quite 
catchy. Like, I, I could definitely see, like, making you want to clap along. It has a strong beat like that. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> that should be um, a, a, a sound bite. Like, just that, that, uh, ooey ooey. <laughs> you got to pull out with, what was the other one that you wanted to do? Oh, no. Um, so. Oh, the um, Cleopatra. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, but. That, that reminded me that um, during the interval, interval act, they had a, I guess it was like, they were very popular in the, in the Netherlands, but it's um, the chips with a, a, a Z. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I thought, I thought um, for the longest time, for like the past uh weeks I thought um their one of the their lines in their course was uh chips will love you but I know if like <laughs> I don't know if um like I was misunderstanding that or like some someone somewhere somewhere how the lyrics changed because I was listening to it last night and what the lyrics are not chips will love you. It's chips will rock you. Okay. So was that a, a like they misspoke in the song or somebody no. changed it? No, or? no. I, I I listened. I listened to like a somewhat studio of performance, and then I listened back. To the uh, interval act, the live uh, performance, like l- somewhat live, um, and it they say chips w- will rock you. Hmm. I don't know what, where I was getting like chips will love you, but you just heard what you wanted to. Yeah, uh, I would. I I heard <laughs> what was. Most that you heard what they were rating out with in with their spirit, not their words, but their feelings. That's what you heard. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. Um, <laughs> so anyway, enough about uh, chips because they were in it, they were in in an interval act, so no one cares about them. Um, so now we go to the winner, uh, Belarus with, uh, I'm not going to try to say that name because I can't, um, but it's, I think it's friendship or, or something. It's a song about friends, typical year vision. It's mm-hmm. a song about friends and how they go, they go, get along and, um, do, uh, break dance moves together and yeah yep. <laughs> uh, they only won by one point yeah who uh, who is the runner up Armenia hmm I mean that was very camp pop if I'm recalling yeah, like, yeah. they had the sailing theme yeah so we, they had the outfits and I don't know if it would if it was up to them or like 
the their team was like, oh, the um, this theme of uh, Unity Vision this year is like water and sailing and stuff. So we're gonna dress you up as sailors, and so hopefully that will give us a good result. Yeah, that did feel a little calculated. <laughs> I can see some adult being like, "I'm here's something really clever," because <laughs> we're gonna be with like, like what is it? The is it UNESCO? Uh, UNICEF. UNICEF. Yeah. There we go. Um, so it was like a charity, like they were raising money yeah. to give water to people in underserved areas. Um, so I, I could see them being like, "It's the theme." <laughs> like if they got a packet. I don't, Maybe they had some other outfit lined up, but they were like, nope, it's water-related now. Get your sailor uniforms on. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so uh, what do you, do you think about the winner that was that one by one point? It was like a very 2000s kids song. Like it had that like hint of electric guitar. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. It was like, like pop rock, basically. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, it, it felt like it was very, like, solidly designed. The performers were definitely, like, all in. Like, there's a lot of... And the breakdancing was, I guess, impressive. It, it felt, like, very much captured that, the, like, the culture at the time and what was popular. Yeah. It just felt like a total throwback to the 2000s. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I looked up the English uh, translation for the song. I also uh, Armenia's song. So Armenia's song has no. Uh, their song is about uh, like following their dreams with like their magical dreams. Um, nothing about sailing. Nothing about. Uh, well, I guess you could see it as they're sailing to their dreams. The great fairy of our dreams of our dreams we ask you to make our great dreams come true for all the children for all the children favor them with uh, joyful days okay yeah I think the thing is about um, fairies the boat fairies okay makes sense yeah I I saw a fairy and the first thing was like a like Tinkerbell or something, um, so that I was like, no, there's no like no uh, boating theme there. But now it's like, as I read it, I was like, oh, that that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Belarus's song is about yeah, it's about friends. Like their chorus, his his chorus is like, with friends we go the same way. With friends, going through the life. Any problem can be coped with if we we will stay together forever. Hmm. My friends will always come to rescue. Okay. I mean, yeah. It feels like a kid's song. Like, almost like a theme song. Yeah. Um, didn't she say that this song or some other song was like a intro for like a, a uh, anime? A little bit. I've been sort of leaning with some of the 2000s songs. Yeah. That they remind me of anime from the 2000s. <laughs> so that might be why. But yeah, I think this one definitely has 
especially kind with, of a like intro intro theme vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with the um, the uh, guitar. Yeah, <laughs> that electric guitar man. Just now noticing, um, on the stage, I would, you know, I was making fun of, uh, Lithuania for having, um, eight people, eight people on stage and being a mess, but, um, Belarus made it work. Um, they had eight people on stage and it did not seem like a mess. No, the choreography was pretty tight. Like, they... Managed to like all be in the same space, but move in complementary ways. Yeah, you could tell like each singer or uh, each dancer on the zone were was making a separate dance move. Where like Lith- uh, Lithuania, like they were, if if I remember right, they were trying to move as one, or like it was like a go- like a gobble of stuff. It was just. Yeah, it, it just wasn't as polished. And it didn't help that it was, like, immediately before Belarus. Yeah. So you could, like, really compare the performance. Yeah. But, yeah, they had a similar breakdancing aesthetic thing going with, with the choreography and the uh, clothing, the costuming. Yeah. But it wasn't as, like you said, it wasn't as polished as uh, Belarus's. Um, yeah, we don't have any 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 more songs so yeah so uh i i say this is our side of our uh junior year versions coverage so the next few episodes are going to be um previous the, yeah previous yeah. years yeah i mean so we can get sort of prepped i guess it's hard to choose a theme when we have no idea what to expect yeah from this year's upcoming contest yeah um I don't know. Should be interesting to explore. I'll look forward to seeing more, um, and then once songs or you know national finals start being released, we'll be able to get more in depth. Yeah, um, PVU episode or is going to go live like a week. I'm saying a week before the contest, and then we're going to do a live reaction um, after after the contest, um, as we did last year. So. Um, if you did not listen to our somewhat live reaction, um, was that our first? That was it. That would be not our first. No, that's right. We built up to it. Yeah, we had like one or two episodes for a the the uh, preview. Then we had the um, all we had two episodes. Yeah, we had two, but but. <laughs> But also, there were like eighteen countries participating in last year. Um, with uh, thirteen, I'm I'm pretty sure we can whittle it down to like one episode, um, unless you want to hear like two minutes of each song. But no, <laughs> um, yeah. It, wow. So that means we've almost been doing this for a year. Yeah. Wow. Time flies. Although we did take sort of a coronavirus slash holiday. True, yeah. Like hiatus. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it like feels like it was yesterday. 
and a million years ago, like all in the time of COVID. <laughs> That's just everything now. True, yeah. Did it happen yesterday? Did yes. it happen a week ago? Did it happen last year? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, then, uh, I don't know, uh, after Junior Division, I'm saying that uh, we have like two episodes in uh, December and then like one and then we take it like a winter break and then we when we get when we come back in uh 2021 there's gonna be so many uh national finals that's when like in january that's when national finals for the adult ocean just kick off all right that sounds good yeah. and it'll give us a break so we can go see family or travel or whatever yeah. oh yeah well uh, not travel but yeah well sort of <laughs> the, the, we'll get wherever we can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in like enclosed cars, like yeah. not on. Um, I don't know. Uh, yeah. I mean, there are people who are flying. It just things are really weird right now, especially in the U.S. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, that was the song and dance podcast uh, episode sixteen or something. Um, <laughs> Uh, so uh, I would say uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter it's at song dance pod uh, we do a live uh, we do a live tweet of the of a year that we're watching yeah um, we tend to alternate so that's every couple weeks yeah and then we'll release a, an episode the week after that or- yeah so um, in in between in between episodes, we do a live tweet of what year we're watching or what, if it's the adult year vision or if it's the um, junior year vision. Um, it's a, if it's a, it's a year vision. So, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, song Dance Pod. So, yeah, that's episode 16, I think, or 17. I don't know. I, I, I don't know either. We have episodes. I, I don't know either, <laughs> and I'm the one who puts up, up the episode. So, yeah. It's, Bye. Bye. Have something to say or have ideas for the show? Tweet at songdancepod or email songdancepod at gmail.com. Let us know how we are doing. You can subscribe to the Song and Dance Podcast on the podcast app of your choice. Leave a review and please subscribe.